Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to your special bonus episode of the Racing with Ryan podcast. Well, I'll be real with you. This episode has nothing to do with racing. And yes, there's plenty of things we can talk about at this point. A lot of news has come down the pipeline, some other spicy things that we'll touch on eventually. But this is not the show for that. I promised you guys there would be a second bonus episode this week that would be completely different. So here it is. Gonna take some time here and tell you all a story. And yes, it is related to the podcast somewhat. Um, if you listen to the Auburndale recap show, the NASCAR season finale show from a couple of weeks ago, um, at the beginning of the show, you'll you'll hear that, and this was not acting. I was completely distraught. Uh, we had been fighting an issue with a rodent for about a about a couple of weeks, two three weeks here at that point. And uh, I was literally putting out a, a cry for help, like, hey, seriously, if you want to come hang out with me for a night and help me get this thing out of here, um, that would be awesome. And uh, that was completely serious. So I figured I'd, I'd come on here. I, I, nobody really, uh, I, I doubt anybody really caught it or really cared, but I figured I'd come on here and tell the story. Now, this goes all the way back to 2020. And uh, just to kind of set the scene, uh, our house is old. It's old military housing. Um, it has an addition, so there are cracks and crevices. Uh, when I first moved in here, there were some areas that needed to be redone with the soffit. And after I recovered from uh, the financially draining process of actually buying a home, um, I put a little money aside and hired a handyman and got the soffit work done. But there were little things here and there and for all I know, the things were already in the roof when I bought the house because um, I could hear in, in I, I could hear pitter patter, and I just I wasn't sure if it was actually in the roof or on the roof because um, there's not a whole lot of insulation and there's no real space between the roof and the ceiling. As a matter of fact, in the front part of the house, that's not the addition. It is roof. Uh, Drywall, knockdown texture, and that is it. No insulation, nothing there, no space for anything to be up there. But in the back of the house, uh, there's a drop ceiling here in, in the recording studio, uh, which doubles as Peyton's room. Um, and that's actually really good for sound. So I love that. That's actually why I put the music room back here. This could be a bedroom. It could actually be a living room. They used to have a fireplace over here, for God's sakes. Um, but now in front of the fireplace is our hot water heater. But there's like this brick wall. There's, there's just areas where things could get in if they wanted to. Um, but I, I put in a lot of money and, and a lot of effort to get those sealed up as I, I try to build this thing up a little bit. Um, but nonetheless, there was a rodent in the house back in, in 2020. And it caused some some havoc. Um, just a, a lot of cleaning we had to do. Uh, it got into our storage area and we didn't really realize it was there until, well, we started seeing it at night. Um, so we had to, and this was after we were gone. Um, if you all know us, we, we were out of the house for six weeks due to a tree falling on our electrical line outside and rendering the property, uh, uninhabitable for a while. So they kind of moved in and took over. And then when we got back, we had to work on getting them out. So back in 2020, um, we were pregnant with Peyton. Well, Margo was, I say we, uh, Margo was pregnant with Peyton and, um, she had complications during the pregnancy uh, that led to her having to get some surgery and she had um, 
she had one of those bags from for her kidney. So she needed extra space in the room because if I were to roll over on that thing or the dog were to puncture it or whatever, um, basically as a courtesy and to make sure that she was comfortable, I ended up staying on the couch for a while. And I know that sounds really bad in a relationship, but believe me, sometimes sacrifices must be made. And um, so when I was staying out in the living room during the night, I would hear something rustling through the house and getting into our snacks because – Again, uh, small house, not a whole lot of storage space. So our pantry is kind of makeshift and kind of wherever we can put it. So there were areas where this thing could, you know, find some better food. Um, So we tried trapping. uh, We did the exclusion work. Actually, George Spears came out and made sure everything was sealed up. And this is, I mean, this is what he does for a living. So he checked everything, sealed it up, and he said, hey, man, you're, you're good. You just got to get this thing out of here. He gave us some traps. We tried trapping. Nothing was getting this thing out. Um, we trapped a couple of the babies, but we hadn't gotten mama yet. So one night, and uh, to kind of set the stage of, of the layout of our house, I guess, uh, we have a galley kitchen, very small walkthrough kitchen. And um, one night, Mario had just gone into the back room to go to bed. And I was out in the living room and we heard it up on the fridge. It was trying to get into the chip bag, right? So Margot comes out because she heard it and I'm standing on the other end of the kitchen. So the rodent then gets spooked and runs off the fridge and heads towards Margot. And in a, you know, a bit of desperation, a little bit of terror, she ends up trying to get out of the way, but she kicks it like a hacky sack and it goes flying into the wall and hit it hard. I mean, she got this thing with a little bit of force, and it was a happy accident. And I'm thinking, oh, man, we were so close to getting it. And then it, it scooted into the music room, the studio, Peyton's room, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, oh, man, it's back in there, and it's going to go hide. Well, I walk into the music room, and I see blood. And the thing crawled into the corner and basically died of internal injuries. So that's how we got rid of that thing. And of course, like I said, I had George come over and we do have a pest company. So I had George Spears expertise, the expertise of our pest company telling us that we were sealed up and we had done what we needed to do given the circumstances. So we're thinking, all right, that's the end of this saga. Well, here we are back to 2022 now, very recently. Um, One night we got home a little bit late and I went to change Peyton, get her ready for bed. And I'm tired at this point. And I change up Peyton, I go to leave the room, and I swear to God I saw something scurry out of the corner of my eye. And it scurried into the storage area. Um, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I, I'm really hoping I didn't see that. But there's nothing I can do right now. Like, it's, it's, it's bedtime. Uh, it's late. We got to get everybody to bed. It's time to wind down. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to keep, you know, I've got my ears in alert mode now. And I'm going to, you know, listen for things and do what we got to do. And hope it's, hope it's nothing. And... The next day, yeah, maybe a couple days later, I guess, I, I come out of the bedroom in the morning and I notice something on the floor next to the door. And our bedroom is in the back of the house next to the door that leads to the backyard. So I'm thinking, oh, maybe, you know, the dog goes in and out. You know, maybe the dog tracked in some leaves or leaves just blew in while I was cooking one night or whatever this may be. And then I inspected the door closer and it had it looked like something was chewing on the door. And I'm like, son of a gun. And this is just one of those cheap, fiberglass doors, uh, nothing special to it. And um, so I'm like, oh, man, I think we may have a problem here. A couple nights later, um, and this is when I call uh, our pest company and 
they bring out a bunch of traps and they're like, hey, we're going to monitor this every couple of days. So, you know, we're working towards the solution already at this point. Um, a couple of days later, more chewing at the door. And we're like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is really a problem. Um, moved a bunch of stuff around in the music room, uh, found it, that it had made a nest in the storage area again, cleaned that up, took care of that. Uh, found out that it had been chewing on my bass drum pedal, um, actually the, the head of the bass drum beater, um, it chewed on that. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So that pissed me off. So I'm already like, all right, I got to get this son of a bitch. Um, and then, um, when we came home from Auburndale, uh, which is the latest recap podcast, if you want to go back and listen to it, um, Margo got in the house first as I was getting paint out and she stops at the door and she's looking around. And I'm like, Oh, what happened? And so I walk in and there's a bunch of stuff chewed up in front of the door on the inside of the house. And we're like, and it was like, like foamy and rubbery thinking, man, did it get into the shoes? What, what did it, what did it do? Did it, what did it chew up? And we don't see anything. And I'm like, well, we're going to find something here. And then I turn around and look at the door jam, which has the weather stripping in it. Um, spent some good money on the doors. Like I put brand new doors in when I moved in and it had chewed at the door and it was like, it's trying to get out. I'm like, well, that's great. I'm glad this thing wants to get out. So the next night, and of course it's, it's late after Armadale. So we, we go to bed. I'm, I'm pissed, but Hey, gotta go to bed, right? Gotta sleep. So the next night I'm like, all right, I'm going to stay up late and see what I can find out. See if I can learn this thing's habits. Uh, heard it over by the door. So I then get into like attack mode. I'm like, all right, I'm going to try to get this thing and like try to scoop it up or trap it or kick it into next week, knock the crap out of it, whatever I got to do. Um, and every time I hear it, when I get off the couch, of course it scurries away and hides because it hears me. It doesn't want anything to do with me. Um, so I'm like, man, I, I don't even see the thing, but I hear it. And then I hear activity in Dawson's bedroom, which is located basically on the other side of the hall from the living room. And I'm literally sitting in silence and darkness trying to like listen for this thing. So I go into Dawson's room. And I'm like, all right, this thing is in here. It's not getting past me. I'm going to get this son of a gun. And uh, I'm armed. And I'm like, well, got to do what I got to do. But I sit there like an idiot for about half an hour and nothing. And that was it. I didn't hear anything of it the rest of the night. I stayed out in the I stayed out in the living room that night thinking, all right, well, I'm gonna wait. Nothing. Uh Margo wakes up the next day and says she heard it in the bathroom. Sure enough, I go in the bathroom, uh, which is the bathroom I'm talking about is is our second bathroom in our by our back bedroom. Um and I went in there and yeah, it had been in there, it chewed the bottom of the door, so it had been traveling underneath the door. Um using basically the ceiling area in the add-ons part of our house. Um to kind of get around. And I'm like, damn, man, it is being destructive. So that's why we want to get rid of it. I want to defend the home, you know? Um, so to, to put it lightly, we have a laundry list of things that need repair. So if any handyman happened to listen to this, uh, come next year, I'll be needing some services. Um, anyways, back to the story. Uh, my mother ends up staying the night. This was a Monday night. And I told her all about what was going on. And I'm like, you know, the thing, I, I've seen it maybe once. Uh, it's not going to hurt you. It's not going to do anything. It's just annoying. So if you hear anything in the middle of the night, that's all it is. And um, so she wakes up the next day and she goes, yeah, I definitely heard something um, in Dawson's room where she was staying that night. So I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clean this room up, you know, tidy up this room a little bit and see what I see. And I move his bookcase. And sure enough, um, over... the 
the AC lines for the house run through that room and through the walls there. And I had noticed that in the wall where it leads to the outside, the, the rodent had basically chewed through the foam in the pipe and had used that to sneak down in between the house and the extension and was using that area as basically its travel lane. So that's how it was getting from the back of the house uh, to the front of the house without me detecting it because I thought it was coming from the music room down the hallway, but it was coming from Dawson's room out the other way, so kind of caught me by surprise. So I'm like, well, trap that all up. So I'm like, okay, next thing, next time that thing comes out of here, it's going to have nowhere to go but into the trap. So we're going to get this sucker. I just got to flush it out of here. Um, so next, and this leads us up to the whole reason I'm telling the story because things get pretty crazy here. So the next night, uh, I'm sleeping back in the room and we hear it in the bathroom, which again is located, you know, the, the bathroom is attached to our bedroom. So we hear it in there and I've got the bathroom sealed off. So it cannot like without chewing a hell of a hole, get through from the bathroom into our room. I don't want the thing in our room where our baby's sleeping, where we're trying to sleep. And I hear it in there and I'm like, Oh God, it's, it's scratching. It's chewing it. God knows what in there. And I tried to bang on the door and scare it away. That worked for a minute, but it kept going. And I'm like, all right, I know where it is. I've got to go in there and see what I can do. And I did a lot of work in there that the day before to try to be like, all right, if it gets in here, it's going to be trapped where like it won't have as many escape routes. So I get up because I'm determined at this point to get rid of this sucker. So I get up and I arm myself with a flashlight because I don't want to turn on all the lights and they don't like light. Um, but I need to be able to see. So I get a flashlight and I find one of Dawson's uh, foam baseball bats. I needed something that had enough weight to it in case I had to go on the attack, but also a little bit of give to it so it wouldn't damage. We have tile floors. That way it wouldn't damage the tile or damage things. So I'm like, all right, I undo the seal. I go into the bathroom and I try to block up the area under the door so it can't scoot out if I do in fact see it and sure enough I look up on the door jam and right above my head there it is sitting up there with all its rat glory so my heart just starts thumping the adrenaline starts pumping I'm like all right I got you now sucker I see you I haven't been tripping this whole time um I'm literally like I gotta I gotta get this sucker um so it we make eye contact it's freaked out by me I'm freaked out by it and it tries to run for it. So I take a swing at it with the bat. I end up hitting the shelf in there that actually had a glass on it. And of course the shelf comes down and therefore so does the glass. And it makes a horrendous sound just like, and it wakes everybody up. So Margo's like, what the hell's going on? Are you okay? And I'm like, I'm all right. I'm, I got the rat. I'm going to, well, I, I've cornered the rat. I'm going to get the son of a bitch. Just let me work. And uh, Peyton wakes up. She's crying. So, of course, I'm like, well, I knew if I went on the attack that I was going to wake everybody up, but it had to be done. I had to defend the house. So the rat goes behind the toilet, and I'm like, man, I hope I hope this thing's not using the toilet to travel because that would suck. Um, but it hid back there, and I used the flashlight to kind of coax it out because, again, they don't like light. So it goes, climbs up my shower curtain, gets on top of the shower rod, and then jumps onto the light fixture on the adjacent wall. And I'm like, goodness gracious, I've already destroyed a shelf which had a glass on it. I don't want to destroy the light fixture, even though it needs it could use replacing. Um, 
So I'm shining the light on it, trying to get it to move because I'm like, I need it to come to me. And now at this point, there's glass on the floor. So my my movement is going to be limited because I don't want to end up injuring myself, cutting my foot open. I've been there, done that. So I end up poking the rat with the bat, trying to get it off the, the shelf. And it comes flying down. I mean, it just like freaks out and goes back down behind the toilet. And I'm like, damn it, I can't even really... At this point, I can't get over in that part of the the bathroom safely with all the glass. And I'm just like, oh my God, I got to get this thing out towards me. So I keep using the light and I keep trying to coax it out. And eventually it comes running towards me because it realizes, I think at this point, well, I'm cornered. I need to get into the closet behind this psychopath with a bat and scurry back up into the ceiling. That's the only way I'm getting out of here. And I'm not going to let that happen. But it comes running at me and I take a swing and thud, 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 thud. I knock it a couple of times. I don't know how many times I hit it, but I got it enough, uh, right on the, right on the head, right on the body enough to, uh, incapacitate it. And it was laying there kind of doing the the death wiggle. And I, here's the thing. I like, I'm an animal person. I would much rather this thing chewed through my front door and got out of the house a couple of Saturdays ago. Um, but it chose to stay in my house and I'm sorry, my house is not welcome to rodents that are going to be destructive. So, and again, adrenaline is flowing. I know that this is my chance. If I want to have any kind of sanity back, because this thing was really starting to make me go crazy, guys. Um, So I knew this was my chance and I had to do what I had to do. So I just knock it a couple of more times with the bat just for good measure. Uh, Not to really, not not trying to go for overkill, but just to make sure that it's not like trying to play dead and then it's going to scurry away. Because now, of course, I've got to get it. I, I've got it incapacitated, so I think. And I'm like, i got to get it out of the house. So I made sure that it was, you know, not going to move on me. So luckily, I had a couple of plastic bags in there that we use for trash liners. So I grabbed one bag for my hand as a glove. I grabbed the other bag to put the rodent in. I grab it by the tail, and it's not moving. So I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure it's dead. Put it in the bag, tie it up. So... I just kind of sit in the bathroom for a few minutes just to kind of let my adrenaline die down a little bit because it was a pretty intense situation. I know some of you guys are thinking, well, why don't you just grab the thing and, and yeet it out? Well, I don't want to touch it. It's disgusting. Maybe it has a rabies. I don't need all that in my life. So I bag it up and I'm like, uh, our area, our back of our neighborhood is like surrounded by woods. So that's why we get a lot of creatures. I mean, there's raccoons, there's rodents, there's, you know, all the fun stuff that you deal with when you live near wooded area. And, um, I'm like, I'm taking this thing and I'm chucking it as far back into the woods as I possibly can, because if it's not dead and I figured it was, but I'm like, if it's not dead, if it wants to become zombie rat, it ain't coming back here. So I take it and I walk a good distance and just hurl the thing into the woods to get rid of it. And then at this point, Margo texts me and she's like, you've been gone a while. I'm like, yeah, I wanted to make sure that this thing was not coming back. And she goes, well, from the sounds that were coming out of that bathroom, there ain't no way in hell that thing is coming back. So get home. So I end up coming back and thank goodness everything has been quiet since. And hopefully I never have to record a follow-up to RatCast here um, because that was not fun. Rodents are not fun. They're very destructive. They're disgusting creatures. I don't know what the purpose of them is for, but we got it. And again, big thank you to George Spears for taking time out to uh, come over and check out the house again. Uh, basically how it was getting in, and, and I found this um, about a week after I realized there was a problem. It had used our privacy fence 
which is tall, obviously, and walked across and bit through the soffit. Like it ate, chewed through the soffit to gain access to the roof of the house and use those runways to, to find other runways through the house and led to our problem. Because basically once you get in, there's plenty of ways out of the ceiling um, into the common areas of the home. So we got that uh, sealed up, patched up, all that good stuff, did the exclusion work. Uh, George checked it out, said there's, there's, you know, unless they're coming from the pipes, man, you're, they're, they're not going to get in here. Uh, you got to watch for chewing. So now I, you know, learned to be more vigilant as far as that goes. Definitely want to spend this winter, clean up the backyard and just get things uh, a little better back there. And uh, that way I feel better about checking out my house because uh, it, you know, it could use some sprucing up. It's an old place. Um, but yeah, we got it. Uh, there was, there, it's not like it was a family of rats, thank goodness, because we have not heard a sound since. Seen no evidence, no other chewing. Um, so we believe that we have the situation under control. And um, we recorded the the show where, if you listen to the beginning of it, you'll hear my my plea for help, um, which was real, by the way. Um, so that was on a Tuesday. I think we got the son of a bitch on a Wednesday, and uh, it's been over a week, not a sound. So I think we're good. Uh, but anyways, uh, with no actual show this week, I figured we we'd share that uh, story. Uh, for those of you looking for racing stuff on a racing podcast, well, I apologize. This is it's just a bonus show. Um, there's plenty of things to talk about, plenty of news, plenty of spicy things to talk about on next week's actual show. Um, this Friday and Saturday night, we'll be heading to the Volusia Speedway for the Rudiman Memorial. Uh, Thunderstocks are racing street stocks, late models, three-quarter modifieds, and of course the UMP modifieds for the Rudiman. Uh, very excited for that event. We'll have full coverage of that next week. Uh, try to get that out before the Thanksgiving holiday for you guys. Uh, of course, the last uh, race rewind from the World Series 2018, the race with, with David Rogers' uh, ride that broke the wall. Um, that is up and available for you this week, and now there's Ratcast too. So, um, yeah, plenty of stuff coming up. Appreciate y'all's support. And um, hopefully next, if I ever choose to do another storytelling show, it's a little bit better um, subject. But anyways, thank you all for listening. And again, normal show coming out next week covering the Rudiman Memorials. Thank you guys for listening. Talk to you next week. Goodbye.